Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old and I don't got no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road or else get left behind. Yeah. To the hundreds, pledge allegiance, I stand. I'm going pro four in the fucking white sand. I give it all to this fucking mic stand if it's been done before. Okay, okay, mm, okay. Mm. Yo, what's the deal, y'all? Yo. yo. Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And this is Nice and Neat. And we got an incredible episode for you guys today. Um, definitely one that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, Mother's Day just was recently passed. And actually, my mom, she actually just passed last October. And I know we're approaching Father's Day. And Duke's father actually passed last year as well. So with that being said, within this episode, we're going to be talking about the power of our parents, the legacies they left for us, and the importance of them, you know, and the things that we continue to carry out because of them, you know. So, you know, I'm 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 excited for this episode. I'm excited for yeah. this episode because I think I got some of my best qualities. Come Excuse on. me. I got all of my qualities from my parents. Come on, talk about it. Some of my it. best ones and some of my worst ones. Talk so about it. We're going to talk about all of that um, as far as what my mom left me. You know, this this charisma, you Hello. know, the swag, you know, moms did all of that. Moms did all of that, you know. So she, she's 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 absolutely uh, still living through me. And I'm going to get into that in this episode. But, you know, I want you guys to hear from my brothers as well. You know, Omar, I know he's extremely close to his parents. So I know he's going to have a lot to say as well. For sure. And, and just um, we always going to talk about we're always going to talk about all the good things our parents did for us. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and do for us and all the, th all the values and the morals that they've taught us. Um, but we're still, we're still going to talk about some of the things that we got from our parents that may not necessarily, may not necessarily be a good thing. Mm -hmm. Right. So some of us have some things to unlearn from our parents. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's just what it is. Right. And mm -hmm. being able to acknowledge that and see that, um, you know, and do something about it is very important. And we're going to talk about that as well. Um, but yeah, man, like Jalan said, I lost my father um, last June, two days before my birthday, June 14th. Um, and, you know, this this time of the year is very um, touchy for me. You know what I mean? It's very touchy for me. It makes me think about my father and my childhood and, you know, my upbringing a lot. Um, but you know, so so I'm excited to have this episode and talk a little bit about my father. Talk a little bit about what I learned from my father and my mother as well, and just you know what I learned from parents and why I think having a parent or um, you know, having a parent present in your life is important. Mm -hmm. well, I guess that's a good segue to actually just talk about just let's just straight dive in into the things that our parents taught us versus yeah. you know the things that we really learned on our own. You know, I, I, I could speak, you know, to this uh, about the things that my parents taught me specifically. And um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why when I say parents, I initially think of my dad. I don't know. I don't know what that is for you guys. But initially, when I think of parents, first person that comes to my mind is Pops. dad, Pops. then mom, you mm -hmm. know, 
So I'm gonna go ahead and speak. That's normal. That's natural. For that's us. normal. Yeah, if your yeah. father's in your life, right, yeah. right. That, that that's we we could say that if he's yeah. present, that's, that's that's pretty normal, right? Being a man, um, or I guess being a heterosexual man, right? It may not be the same for you know guys who have to experience other things, but I, I would say that early on, you know, one of the, the the first things that you know my dad taught me is the importance of commitment. You know, I could think about the earliest things in my life, you know from things that I didn't want to do, you know? And um, one of those things was, two of those things I can remember off the top of my head being a young adolescent child. One was playing the piano and the other the other was acting, mm-hmm. right? And my dad threw me into both of these artistic activities early on, right? Trying to develop new skills and things of that nature, right? And I remember, and I hate to say it now because it, now, sitting at 32 i would have loved to have stayed in those things right but i remember at the time growing up me just saying you know you know what dad i don't want to do that anymore you know those things don't really interest me and my dad was like one of those things he was like one of those parents who really operated off of like an annual schedule Mm -hmm. you know so it was like yo if we committed to doing this thing this year you're doing it for the whole year you know you can't you can't quit or leave it until it's actually finished i like that so I had to I had to stick with the piano lessons. I had to stick with the acting, even though I didn't want to as a kid. However, let me say it again: I I, I would have loved to have stayed in it and now being an adult looking back. But those are two things that he, you know, constantly reminded me that I have to stay committed because I initially said that this is what I wanted to do, and I have to thank him for that because that commitment ended up, I guess turning into me be- becoming a really disciplined individual, you know, so, so by him actually teaching me the um, the thought or the action of being committed, you know, he instilled the skill or the 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 mindset of becoming disciplined. And I think those those things in particular have helped me not only be the best man I could possibly <coughs> be, but achieve certain different things in my life that, you know, the average person wouldn't be able to achieve yeah. or reach without the discipline and the commitment. So, yeah. um, th- like, initially, that's that's one of the first things I think about my dad. And in terms of my mother, you know, my mom always taught me to be love, loving and compassionate, you know, and these guys here know, know me very, very well, you know, and sometimes I could be um, impulsive with my reactions, you know, my... Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's that Cardi, <laughs> and Carney is my dad, who 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 Jelan is referring to, and that's just that, and and I think that actually touches along what Duke was mentioning to or alluding to earlier in his intro about just that learned behavior, you know, like some of the things that I, we've picked up along the way from our parents, you know, aren't always the best thing, you know what I'm saying? And unfortunately for me, some of that learned behavior, and, you know, I, I got to speak with respect because my parents are cool and they kind of do be tuning into the show. Pops, <laughs> I love you, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, we're just being real here and we talking and we talking very candid and very authentic. And, um, you know, you just, everything he said off his lips wasn't necessarily the best thing, you know what I'm saying? It was really impulsive. And, and those are things that I've been working on myself to this day, like trying to fix because it's not always right to say exactly the same things that come to your head or, you know, the first thing that comes to mind. So, you know, those are definitely two things that, you know, I've learned from my parents. My my father is being committed and, and learning how to be disciplined. My mom is learning how to be loving and compassionate. Uh, compassionate so. I like I like how you said 
of what you learn, kind of like learn behavior. Learn behavior. Right? Because even when it comes to learn behavior, you may even learn through your parents the type of things you like, that you think you like, but your parents kind of showcase that to you. Like, for yeah. example, um, my mom, she was really good with getting her nails done, getting her hair done, you know, just like being, making sure like a home felt, a house felt like a home. She was really good. She was really, really good at that. And that's something that I know that is just like, that's like a baseline for me mm -hmm. when it comes to like a woman that I'm interested in. Um, unfortunately, like if you don't care about your hands, like I, it's, it's tough for me. It's tough for me to keep it a buck. You know, your feet, it's tough for me because this is something that's instilled in me over years, over years. Mm -hmm. You getting your hair done, you you as a woman just making sure that 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 your hygiene is on a whole nother level than the man that you're dealing with. Like, that's something that's extremely important to me. And I learned that through learned behavior. She didn't tell me, hey, this is how it's supposed to be. If you deal with a woman, this is how it's supposed to be. That wasn't necessarily the case. So I feel like through my mom, I actually learned a lot through just watching her just watching and seeing how she dealt with people, her interactions and things like that. And then when it came to my father, my dad, it was more like he's a disciplinarian. He set the rules. Well, he say go. This is what it is. And not only did he say it, he lived it as well. I didn't have, you know, I had the, the luxury. I'll call it a luxury of, of growing up with both of my parents. So I got to feel that balance. I got to feel what it felt like when I needed the love from my mom. I got to feel what it felt like when I needed the order and the structure and the discipline from my father, depending on however that looked like. And I thought it was extremely um, I, I would always I would always say that I think the power of two parents at 100 percent will 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 be much more beneficial for a child because you are able to, whether you're a male or a female, you're able to feel both perspectives of what both sides look like because that's what real life is. Mm -hmm. You know, in real life, you're going to deal with males and you're going to deal with females. And if you grew up in a household where you're only dealing with, you know, um, your father, for instance, you know, you may have, you may lean to that perspective a little bit more. And if you're only dealing with women, you may, or your mother, you may lean to that perspective a little more when making decisions in your adult life and yeah. things like that. So I had the benefit of having the balance. So I will say my parents did a, an incredible job in that sense of giving me that balance of just like being able to yeah. understand, you know, certain when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Certain things and how to deal with people and maneuver through life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's cool. It's cool because, one, because, like, I don't think people our age, well, shit, anybody really gives their flowers to their parents mm -hmm. while they can. Right? It's not till people go through things that we went through where it's like, oh, I should have called them more. Or I should have let my parents know how I felt about them more. You know what I mean? And um, before I talk about the things that I loved or that I got from my dad and my mom, it makes me wonder, bro. It makes me think about my dad passed away. And once I got to NFL, well, just my whole life, he's always told people, man, that's my son. I can always tell he was proud of like 
yo, that's my son. Mm-hmm. Like he's in, he's in the NFL, he's playing football, or he does X, Y, Z. It's my son. These are my sons. These are my boys. Look at him, right? And through my journey, I never once stopped and just stepped back and be like, yo, that's my dad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like my dad was constantly telling everyone that he was proud of us, right? And I know at some point he felt like, yo, are they proud of me? Or is he proud of me? Mm-hmm. Right? And I had to really think about like, damn, I lost my dad and I never really got to tell him that I was like, he did enough. Mm-hmm. Right? So that sucked when I when I when I thought about it. But um so when we have these moments, man, like it's special to me to like be able to like put it out there. Right. And I encourage everyone listening and watching this right now to definitely like tap in with your parents, man. Mm-hmm. Like don't wait till a tragedy happens. Don't wait till you need some money. Don't wait till like something crazy happens to 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 tap in with your parents, man. Cause you never know. But um my mom, my mom, you guys always talk about like O told me the other day, he was like, yo, when when you know when Duke make his mind up, like you can't change his mind. <laughs> right? I get that shit from my mom. <laughs> my mom is stubborn, right? I guess it's stubborn or it's like, you know, strong willed or whatever, but I get that from my mom. My mom is like she grew up although she grew up in um um a culture that was like strict with tradition, right? She was like one of the very few that kind of won her own lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know, I saw that early on. So she's even had beef with people in her in her culture in our culture because they didn't like the fact that she was such an individual. Right? And she always told me growing up like, "Yo, like, yo, be happy. Do what you do what makes you happy." You know what I mean? So early on, I felt comfortable to not necessarily fit in that box that everyone was, hey, you're a Nigerian kid. You can't get tattoos. You can't get earrings. You got to go to school and, um, you know, be a doctor and lawyer. And I was comfortable not necessarily following that path, right? So it just shaped me who I, and who I was. So, like, everything, like, my whole demeanor about, like, not once I make on mine, I'm, I'm going that way. I got it from my mom. I get it from my mom. And, um, you know, she just gave me that confidence to just be different and be unique, right? And I think, um, you know, I just thank her for that. As far as my dad goes, my dad taught me how to, um, like you said earlier, be disciplined, right? But um, he taught me that I could be whatever I wanted, right? He was someone that he would have all these wild ideas and everyone would tell him, like, yo, you can't do that, you can't do that. But he was like, nah, like, I could do it. And he also told me to taught me how to try and fail, mm-hmm. right, so I can move forward. Right, because a lot of people would just have all these ideas and be afraid. To, my dad wasn't afraid of shit, man. He wasn't afraid of nothing. And so, if he had the idea to like sell air conditioners, he was like, "Yo, I think people in Nigeria need air conditioners. Like, let's go get them from China. Let's go sell them." Right? And people were like, "Yo, come on." If he wanted to be a security guard, if he wanted to like sell cars and rent cars, he would do all this. So, like, he mm-hmm. taught me that early on that I could do anything, and he also taught me that like there's consequences for. It every decision right all them days i used to get whooped for doing stupid shit for running my mouth that's a consequence i didn't really get whooped or spanked by my mom mm-hmm. my, mm-hmm. i didn't really me get spanked by my dad he told me like hey yo hey yo and you know what time it is yeah pops is definitely the disciplinary you know, you know what time pops it is. is definitely disciplinary you know what i'm household. saying so um and he taught me how to enjoy life mm-hmm. he taught me how to enjoy life he worked hard but he played hard you know, so once I got the opportunity to really like live life, man, I did. 
That's tight, man. Just, just from that little spill right there, you, you could tell that your, your mom encouraged you to be the individual that you mm -hmm. are. And your dad, you know, pushed you to, to like take the risk mm -hmm. no matter what. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Always bet on yourself. Yeah. And I think that's um in a, a very um exact depiction of mm -hmm. who you are. Appreciate it. You bro. know, yes, that, that's that's beautiful. Definitely. Like, you know, uh, credit to your pops because it sounds like your pops just really gave you that desire to achieve. Facts. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and and me personally, I feel like as a parent, and I'm not a parent, but as a parent, and this is what I've been able to inherit from it, is it's your job to give your child the desire to achieve. Mm -hmm. Like, that's your job to instill that into your child. Like, that's where you get the, I don't know what I want to be, but I want to do it and I want to do it good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, that is your job as a parent to put that into your kid. And sometimes, you know, when people are like, oh, are you going to make your kid this, do this? Are you going to make your kid do this? Are you going to make your kid do this? It's not necessarily making your kid do anything, but it's about being able to provide the direction. And my parents did that a lot. So, like, for example, as O said, hey, if you're going to if you're going to be doing this, you playing this instrument, you're doing it for a year. Three sixty five calendar. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we may get to day 100. And he like, I don't want to do it. And O tell his friends. You know, I don't really want to do it. My dad's making me go today. That can get misinterpreted as, oh, oh, dad's making him do this. Right, right, right. No, this is a part of the contract. It's part of the contract. <laughs> it's part of the contract. This is a part of the contract. This is a part of me creating the monster that I'm going to create later on for the discipline. Mm -hmm. Because now you know that, okay, he's able to do this instrument for 365 days that he didn't want to do. Now, can you imagine when he wants to do something? Mm. He already knows what the discipline looks like. Mm. And that is why it's so important as your parent to be able to stick to these guidelines and create that ability to achieve in yeah. your child. So, like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. I love that your dad put that on you for the, for the, all right, cool, 365, this is what we're doing for the year. You can do something else. On, on, the, first, on the first of January, you Facts. can do something Whatever else. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. And then we're going to do that mm -hmm. for another year, mm -hmm. you know? So like, like I was saying, Duke, speaking to your dad, how he just gave you that, just like, hey, yo, whatever you want to be, you can be that. Mm -hmm. Like, just do it. And then to piggyback off of what your dad said, like, just do it. Like, just go into it, do it, and you're going to do it. I'm going to make sure I push you through it. Make the decision after, and we and we and you can make the decision after. Yeah, you know that's gonna and, be and that on shit you. Came really indirectly too, because it wasn't like he was just like, uh, "Be this, be that, be that." He wanted me to be a doctor, bro. Of course, right? he You're wanted Nigerian. Nigerian. He, I'm Nigerian. <laughs> he wanted me to be a doctor, right? He was never like, "Yo, I want you," but he, but from his actions, right? How he was acting, that's what kind of what you're talking about. Like, even if they don't want to teach us the shit, learn behavior. It's learn behavior. Learn behavior. So I'm like, yo, like, I learned in nah, therapy. Nah, nah. I'm gonna try to do something like that, mm -hmm. you know. And um, and that's how we got to, mm -hmm. you know. Even just for football, it's like I think I can play football. Let me try it. And he was like, football. I was like, it's too late now. It's too late now. But um, are there any situations? Um, is there any situation that you can remember, Jalan, where your dad or your mom was just dead wrong? Right, oh. and, and and I'm talking about like in a the moment, ne they're never wrong in a moment. Of course, right? Well, like, well, <laughs> well. <laughs> Sorry, huh? Well, we don't know. Sorry. We don't know how you. wrong they are in the moment. Yeah, because in the moment we think it's just like now nah, you just wrong in this moment, moment, and it's not impactful. 
But now, years later, when you grow up, you're like, yo, like, why did my parents teach me that? Mm-hmm. Nah, that was dead wrong. Yeah, I, I grew up. I grew up in a household where, where you don't listen to kids. <laughs> No, I don't care what you said. I don't care what oh, you said. What you said, you a kid. You a kid. Hey, and what, what I say about? goes. What you talking and about? And is and and is that black culture? That is definitely black. That's culture. black culture. Yeah, sure. and you know, unfortunately, you know, um, and I, I think I think the interesting part with that is I think the majority of us that are within like our our mid twenties to early forties kind of grew up like that. Like you don't listen to kids. You know, grown folks talking. You don't. All all of that, shutting it down. You know, you don't listen to kids. You know, if the teacher calls me, you're wrong. There's no discussion about that. Mm -hmm. They're adults. They're adults. You know, what adults say goes. And I kind of, before I really get into the point, I think that that same exact energy has kind of trickled into um, that same age group that I talked about as parents. And they kind of are a little bit far left and they're a little bit more lenient to where it's like well what is my kid saying you know what this is my kid my kid isn't wrong if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive at participating mcdonald's you know so so, you know, I, I think I think I think that that is something that. Um, so basically you're saying people too soft on their kids now. Yeah, because of because of because of what care will have transpired in their childhood. Are people afraid of disciplining their kids? I believe that people are afraid of. Di- <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm going to get to that point. Before you get, get to that, that point, I, I, feel like that, I feel like that was a good, a, good, a good point okay. to, to, to shut it down, man, and get into the halftime show. What's the deal, y'all? It, uh, welcome back to the Nice and Neat Halftime Show. It's your host, Omar. Um, and as always, you know, we want to use this time, this opportunity, this space to talk about and promote the things that we have going on here. I mean, what better time, what better opportunity, what better platform than, uh, than ours to pump our own things? So the first thing I want to talk about is the Comar Show, Bonnets and Do-Rags. You can find them at, at thecomarstore.com. We got matching sets. I got one down here somewhere. Okay, I can't find it right now. But yeah, we got six up to six different matching sets for his and hers. Um, and they also come available for, for kids as well. So if you're looking to keep your hair proper and your edges fresh over the summer, which all of us, I know we are, you know, especially us people being of color, um, tap in with us on the, at thecomarstore.com. Uh, secondly, coming very, very, very soon, uh, our very own Jalon Webster is offering his own masterclass. It's called Create Gold, and it's centered around building your own brick and mortar establishment. So I think that'll be a dope, 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 dope piece of, of uh, like it'll be a PDF masterclass, right? Oh, cool. PDF video, everything. Y'all get the visuals, you know, and it's more so on how to build out your salon from, you know, paperwork to employees. So you have everything. Yeah. So that that's coming. That's on the horizon. It's coming very, very soon. Um, uh, Very quick before before I hop into uh the, the new game for the halftime when we don't have a guest, I want to give a special shout out to my brother, Duke. He just turned 32 yesterday, bro. Hey. Hey. Happy birthday, Sean, to my brother, Duke. Magic Smooth. year, brother. Magic year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We had 30... fun last night. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. We had a little fun I can't, last night. I can't believe you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. But it's beautiful to celebrate life. 
uh, with my brothers, man. I, I've had the pleasure of being Duke's friend for nine years, man. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, even though we've only been friends for nine years, it seems like an eternity. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm very appreciative of our, of our friendship, our brotherhood. Um, and I just want to give you your flowers while you're here. I love you, bro. Oh, yeah. And uh, too, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that I, said, I love y'all too. I, oh, <laughs> it's not about you. It's not about you right now. I was just. It's not about such you. Oh, such an attention whore. Hey, you what? Hey. I heard the bromance. Such such attention whore. Oh, I feel you though. We hey. love you too, bro. We love sure. you too, bro. Well, we got, oh. <laughs> All right, so we gonna get into the, to the new game um, during halftime, um, and it's called Dim the Rules. Dim now, the if you rules. follow us on Instagram, Dim spell Dim. D E L. Dim the rules. Dim the rules. Now, if you follow us on Instagram or Twitter, you may have heard us use the phrase once or twice, all right? But it's something new that we got, we coming with, right? And basically, dim the rules is a guideline for the culture. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fire off a question, and we're going to list what dim rules are for that question, okay? okay. Fellas, we ready? Okay. Duke, you ready? Okay. Delon, you ready? Ready. Okay. All okay. Right. All right. First question, all right? Now, this is pertaining to you and your significant other, all right? Who gets the back seat when we go into dinner? Is it your girl or is it your mom? Who gets the back? Who seat? gets the back seat? Who gets the back seat? And okay, I'm driving though, right? You driving? Okay. Your mom? We taking mom to dinner? Okay. Okay. Me, me and my girl, we taking moms to dinner. Okay. Taking moms to dinner. Okay. Okay. We taking moms to dinner. It's it's me, moms, <laughs> and shorty. I'm cool. My, my mom get the back. Seat. Moms is in the back seat. Moms mom, get the back seat. Yeah. Moms D- in the back seat. Do we agree? Dim the rules. Dim the rules. You know okay. why dim the rules? Okay, yeah. Explain why. Dim the rules because first and foremost, what which encounter is this with with your with your girl and your mom? Do they know each other or this early on? Let's call this the first encounter. Cool. Let's call it the first and this, encounter. This is this is my girl. This your girl. If my it, girl. Like, does it make things a little more tr- tricky if it's the first encounter or no? No, nah, I don't nah, think so. Nah. If it's your girl, it's, it's your, your girl. girl. If it's your girl, okay. it's your girl. Okay. It's your girl. Okay. Right, Make cool. it clear, because the listeners yeah. need to know. <laughs> this is your girl. It's your girlfriend. Your girlfriend. This is your girlfriend. This isn't a chick relationship. This isn't a chick. This isn't. I don't know. Nah. This is my girl. I plan her to be my future. She's sitting in the front seat because it's my future, and I'm holding her hand, and mom's in the back seat, and I'm gonna look back and make sure mom's is cool. Not with that, period. Just make sure she cool. Mm. Oh, you good, moms? Okay, cool, for sure. And I'm holding my girl hand. Mm. Why is them the rules? I'm going to tell you why. Because <laughs> because when we're supposed to be moving forward in a relationship, you're not moving forward with your mama. So mm. you need to visually showcase to your mom as well. Mm. This is what my future look like. Mm. Cool. We're going. We taking you to dinner. I'm not mm. taking you to dinner. We taking you to dinner. Mm. Why would I not be sitting next to my significant other? Come on now. Mm. That's I, deep right there. That's deep. He hit it that on. Just to be clear, just to be clear about them rules, right? Them the rules, right? If she not your girl and your mom just so happened to be there and y'all going out, does your mom get the front seat? It's not as pressure filled. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as pressure filled. It's kind of yeah. like uh, whoever stands there. That's who stands there. I'm not saying anything. I'm You're not saying stopping, anything. You're I'm not, not stopping, stopping anybody from doing anything. No, you know what? Um, I feel I'll feel comfortable saying, hey, "Yo, can you get in the back?" I would ask to you. your girl. Yeah, yeah. To, to your girl. To, no, no, not to the girl. girl. To the girl. To the to girl. girl. To the girl. Yo, the just because just because at that point she should understand like the hierarchy of the situation, yep. Yep. right? Just like you had a showcase to the girl, right. she would understand that. You need a showcase to your mom. Facts. 
this ain't my girl. Like, so when it is, it's a difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Can you sit and, in the back, please? And uh, ha- having your woman sit in the passenger seat lets your your mom like know, hey, yo, it's serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. there's no question. There's no confusion. I know where my son stands. Yeah. Right. Right. But here's another question. Let's swap out your, your mom for your dad. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. All right. Let's swap out. Let's swap out your mom for your dad. All right. Same same scenario. You, your girlfriend. Oh, I gotta let you finish and, this. And your pops. I gotta let you finish this because I can get it off. I can right get it now. off right now. I can get it off right now. Who got the front seat? Pops. Hey, the only way Pop's sitting in the back is if he want to. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, Unless he don't want to be bothered. And that's the only that's way. That's the only way Pop's sitting in the back. Damn the rules. Damn, Damn the, the rules. Damn the rules. Damn okay. the rules. Damn the rules. Okay. Is there? Is it, what's the difference between Pop's and Mom? As far as who sits in the front? Cause, cause, here, I'll tell you exactly what the difference is. Okay. I'll tell you. This mm. is the difference right here. Mm. You respect your mom. I mean, your Pop's. But you, you love, love your, your moms. <laughs> you love your mom. I respect my dad so much. He got to be in the front. Mm. I love my mom so much that it, it may be okay for her yeah, to sit and, in the and, back. And, and, my, and my dad and my woman ain't never going to be catty. Like, it's never going to happen. It, yeah. Right. Like, it's never, it's never like I ever have to show each one of them a pecking order. Right. Like, I never have to show them that. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. You know, so, like, it's just the same thing and vice versa. If a woman is dealing with a man... And she have certain stuff with her dad. She has to show that to that man and her father. Like, nah, this is my dude. Wait, 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 wait. This is my if, dude. If, if, if we, if I'm in a car with my girl, right, and we taking her dad somewhere. No, it's not happening. Who was in the front seat? Oh, I'm driving. Oh, well, I'm, dri- I'm, I'm driving. driving. <laughs> I'm driving. I'm driving. Dim the rules. Dim the rules. Dim the rules. Dim the rules. We just going to alleviate this yeah, whole situation. I'm, not, I'm driving. It's not going to be on me. Yeah. Uh-uh. It's not going to be on uh-uh. me. Yeah. Mm. Baby, you get in the back. Yeah. That's your dad? That's your dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm driving. <laughs> Baby, you get in the back. <laughs> Look at me. Yo, that's funny, dog. <laughs> Look at me. That's good. Oh, that's you great. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Now, so, um, you know, with that said, we'll conclude uh, the halftime show. You know, that's something new we're going to get into. It's fun. It's fresh. I hope you guys enjoy that segment. It's called Them the Rules. Again, that's D E M the rules. Hashtag. Hashtag that. Tag us in your post. Tag us in your tweet so we can reshare and we can um um post with our community. Hell yeah. Um let us know in the comments how you guys will play that. If you agree, right? Um, we gave you guys three scenarios. If you were a woman, how would you play that if you were driving and you had to choose between your man and your dad who get the front seat? And if you're a man, if you were driving and you had to choose who would get this front seat front seat? Uh, between your woman and your, and your mom and then your woman and your dad. Let us know in the comments, man. Please. Please. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be the driver. That's funny. That was great. Definitely going to be the driver. <laughs> I don't even want her to dad to look over like, you yeah, don't got no car. Like, yep. nah, fam. I'm driving. Damn, yeah. that's a scenario I've never been in. Yeah. Actually, I've never been in I've never either. been in that scenario. No. Wow. Okay. But it can happen. It can happen. It can happen. It can happen. Okay. Ahead, but that concludes the halftime show of Dim the Rules. Again, tag us in your tweets. Tag us in your posts so we can reshare with our community. Um, and as always, we're going to send you guys off with some positive energy, some positive vibrations, and a smile. Of course, we're about to get to the second half. Let's go. As I was saying right before we got to halftime, I feel like we're in a generation now to where the discipline and the lack of being understood, the lack of being heard and felt, by your parents or just your superiors, you know, we kind of compensated a little bit, a little bit too much. So now we kind of at a point to where it's like, well, the kid is just how the kid is, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, that's tough because as we were talking about earlier, it's really important for you as a parent to be able to give your child. 
Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The blueprint for what desire looks like, right? And I know, I know my parents now, because we were talking about where your parents did something that was just absolutely just wrong. wrong. Right. My parents, I was one of those kids. If I got a call home, there's no discussion. There's no discussion at all. Here we go. I'm in class, seventh grade, obnoxious class. You know, every you know, kids 12, 13 years old, they feeling themselves. It's just it's just one of those classes. This is a class I didn't do my homework in the night before. So mm-hmm. I'm not talking. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get this homework done, done because it's due at the end of the class. But I'm in the section around all the other homies that's talking, laughing, saying jokes, all of that. I'm writing my homework. Uh, uh, uh. Getting it in, getting it in. I'm not even paying attention to what's happening. But apparently the class is going crazy right now because I'm so I'm so in tune to this homework. And let me not make it seem like I'm just a- this angel. These is the homies. I usually be with these dudes. Okay. Right? Today I wasn't, though. Teacher, teacher, I guess, was giving out warnings. I'm still not paying attention. I'm trying to finish this homework. So teacher's giving out warnings. They just was, it, it, it got out of hand. They got out of hand way too fast. And the teacher put everybody's name that was in that section on the call home list. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like a call home list. Mm. Right? So... You know, this isn't even one of those days where I know I'm getting a call home where I could get home, I could get to the answer machine, I delete that mug. Like, it's not even one of those days. I'm just like, I went to school, I did my homework, turned it in, I'm going home. Went home, I'm looking at my dad, he hot. He said, what happened in class today? Which one? I got six of them. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. He thought you was being smart. Right now there. I'm being smart. Yep, now you being smart. You with a black daddy now. Now I'm being smart, mm-hmm. right? And this goes to the not being not being heard, nothing. There's no conversation. So what happened in class today? Which one? Didn't like that first try. Nope, I, I didn't like that either. Yeah, I, 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 because I'm think, <laughs> I'm thinking he's asking what happened in class today. Like no. what you learned? You know, did you go to PE? Like I don't know. So he didn't like that. He said, "You know what happened in class today?" I said, "Pop, I don't. I, I'm there now, right? I'm there now. He got the right. So I'm there now. So then." So then he said, your teacher called. He said you was talking in class. I said, oh, nah, I know what you're talking about. I wasn't talking in class. Shut me off right there. Mm-hmm. Go in the bathroom. Because he knows everything. He knows everything, right? Because parents, parents know everything. Yeah. Go in the bathroom. I don't know if you guys know as listeners, go in the bathroom for for uh, within a black household means you about to go get a whooping. So okay. Get, so get ready. So get ready. Get ready. Right? Get right. Because when you come anywhere. out, I got go my anywhere. belt. Yeah. I'll be right there. Yeah, I'll be yeah. right there. Right? Go in the bathroom. I'm like, yo, but pop, pop, pop. No conversation. <laughs> Go in the bathroom. But pops had this big leather belt. He he worked overnight at UPS, so it hold up the big heavy jeans. He pulled that one out? He pulled that out. At least he pulled a thick one out, though. That shit was like, uh... No. It's the thin ones that be hurting. Nah, nah, nah. This one was... I'm a, I'm this, a, was this was like real Wrangler nah, leather, I'm, I'm a seasoned um, ass... Ass whoopee. Ass whoopee. I'm a seasoned ass whoopee. <laughs> You're a seasoned ass hey, whoop. I'm a seasoned ass whoop all the time. He's a professional whoopologist. So, <laughs> oh, 
So, you know, I ended up getting the whooping. I ended up getting the whooping for not being heard, you know, and eventually, like, as time went by, I ended up explaining to my dad exactly what happened, you know, as he started, like, he was, he started seeing, like, certain things, you know, with these specific kids getting in trouble, my homies, but, you know, I was always, I was always a kid who kicked it with the cool kids, but I did my work, though, like, so he started seeing, like, oh, yo, so what's going on with him? Like, why, why isn't this kid graduating? Oh, dad, he always would be talking in class. He wouldn't show up. You know, that's just what he did. Okay, so why is your grades like this? Why is your grades good? Oh, I told you, I'd be doing my work. Like, I told you that. You know, speaking of one that one time when you whooped me, you know, this is what actually happened in class. And you know what parents always say? Why didn't you tell me that? Right, right. I tried to tell you. I, I tried to tell you. You wouldn't have hurt me. So that's, that's that, that right there... Um, is one example I know that, but my, and my mom played the same game. My mom mm-hmm. didn't hear me either. Yeah, and that that's something that I know. Um, as parents, when I became a parent, that was something that I was that I've just been adamant in like wanting to be able to correct, but still be able to be there to discipline my child. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I, I get it when you became or become a parent. When I become a parent, okay. When okay. I become a parent, I'm not quite. But you, but you did like. Look after kind of race. Right. So, so, so I had I had I had my little cousin. I had okay. my little cousin um with me for uh four years. Okay. I had him with me four years and I did get to see what like the inside of being a parent looked okay. like. So I got to feel that, I got to experience that, understand that as well. So I do I do know what that what that what that space was for my parents. Yeah. Right. So I, I get it, but the conversation is really important. Yeah. Conversation is really important. Um no, for sure. <laughs> Conversation is everything. Conversation is everything. You know, I know we, we all three of us were blessed and fortunate enough to grow up with both parents in the household, um, which is amazing. But at some point, you know, our parents ended up divorcing. You yeah. know, so like, you mm. know, I think I think it's important for how us to, that for you? to talk about like the impact of, yeah. uh, of how that was. Well, matter of fact, <clears throat> all of our parents. That, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's all I, of our I, parents. I, I think I think it's, it's definitely good to touch on, you know, because we we all fortunate to have both parents in our lives, or mm-hmm. at, at the time of us growing up, you know. But Man. contrary to popular belief, pff, best thing that ever happened to me. Damn, really? really? Yeah, really. Yeah, it was. He's talking talk about your parents divorcing. My parents' divorce was amazing for me. Wow. But it, it gave me so much, uh, so much as as I got older, it made me understand why it was so good for me. And I have three other siblings and why it might not have been a beneficial for them. Mm. The age that my parents got divorced for me was very beneficial for me. My parents got divorced. I was seven years old. We lived together. So my experience of my parents, I was at the tail end of their relationship. So all I caught was their arguments. Like, that's all I knew about mm. relationships. I get so where you're going. As far as me, I know I know where that has impacted me because a lot of things that our parents do, they impact us positively or negatively, you know, to where you just may say like, OK, I may do this or I may not do this or I do this because I've seen it or I don't do this because I've seen it. And my parents argue so much. So one thing that I know that I, I in any relationship that I'm in, I'm not an arguer. We mm-hmm. can have conversations about anything. But as far as like arguing, raising your tone of voice, getting out of character and things like that, I don't meet the person at that place yeah. because I slept through that night after night after night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nothing gets soft like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get anything soft like this by arguing. So when my parents divorced, it was like, ah, finally, I don't have to deal with this anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I moved with my mom. So me and my sister went with my mom. My brother stayed with my dad. I... 
was still at an age where I needed to be up under my mom. Mm -hmm. So I was able to be with my mom through elementary school, through middle school, you know, but I still had my dad in my life constantly. And not only did I have my dad, my mom remarried. So I had, I still had the family dynamic. Yeah. And I still got to go see my dad right, on right, every weekend whenever I wanted to see him. Right, right. And then when I got to high school, I moved back on my dad at the age of me, my not only my adolescence, but becoming a man when I needed to be with my father. So I moved back and it was just like, oh, OK, cool. I'm with my dad. I didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't miss any life. But, you know, when you think about, you know, my other my brothers who were older and, you know, they're coming into dealing with women and their mom's not around anymore. So they can't have those candid just after school conversations. Mm. And, you know, my my sister is is older and she's dealing she's dealing with men and her relationships and her dad's not around to have those after school conversations. I never had that problem, Mm -hmm. you know, so I never was faced with that. So when my parents got divorced, I had two Christmases, you know, I had extra gifts. I had friends at my dad's house. I had friends at my mom's house. I got to see both. And it was, and I didn't have to deal with the the constant arguing every night, like Mm -hmm. arguing, just Mm -hmm. hearing that. And that's all I knew of my parents' relationship, you know, and then seeing my mom and my stepdad, I got to see the family dynamic, affection, love, Mm -hmm. care, vacation, trips. Like, oh, okay, cool. So this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. So I feel like I got to see both ends really early and I got to decide what I like and then what I wanted to carry out in my future with whoever I dealt with. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you deal with it? How old were you, man, when Um, your parents got divorced? Seven, actually. You guys were young when that happened for you guys. Yeah, seven too. So it was... Uh-huh. Or brothers. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey. But um <laughs> for me, um, you know, it was extremely rare in my culture. In your culture. Yeah. Right. It was extremely rare. It's so it's it was like um another level of just you know, animosity, you know, that I that, that I experienced, right? Um I saw the arguing, right? But it was just like, yo, this never happens. Like in Nigerian culture, right, and it's probably just it's probably similar in a lot of foreign coach cultures, right? But they'll tell women to like just put up with this shit. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Mm-hmm. Right. So things that women are going through, um, you know, my dad and my mom they didn't have the best marriage, right? Right, I can say that they didn't have the best marriage, and my my mom was going through things, um, and my, my dad was going through things, and but the culture says, yo, it'll blow over one time, uh, one day, right? All this will blow over one day. Do it for the kids, stick through it for the kids, and that's all. Like these cultures tell the women in their cultures, right? So I saw that happening, you know what I mean? So like in the moment. I didn't necessarily be like, yo, it's affecting me in the moment. Because, like, again, like, you're young. You don't know no better. You're having two Christmases, two gifts. That's all you care about when you at that that That's young. Like, yep. But as you get older, you're like, yo, I don't like this. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't like how it's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like how I have to choose between who I want to love mm-hmm. and who I want to spend time with. Mm-hmm. Right? Did, you, did they have a messy divorce? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was messy, bro. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was messy, bro. And it's like, now I got to choose between... All right, what like my dad's side of the family 
I was closer to, right? And if I was going to be I don't want to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old now, I no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road. It was just every Wednesday and Thursday, go with my dad, go back to my mom every other weekend. My dad moved to Corona. That's tough. That's a push from Carson to Corona. It was hectic, man. Um, but I think that the thing that it did do for me, it gave me like two perspectives, mm -hmm. right? So now if I grow up in a household where my parents are together, it's one perspective because they share the same values, same, you know, roof, same circle of friends, same family members. But once they divorce, like I told you earlier, right? I got to kind of like figure out who I was through my mom. Cause she was just like, you know what? The hell with this culture, right? Not even the hell with because just like you know what, like I'm not gonna live and die by this tradition mm -hmm. because it hasn't done me well. Mm -hmm. So like, if my sons want to do X Y Z, right? As long as they're doing well in school, then I'm gonna give them the grace to kind of learn how to be their own people, mm -hmm. right? So I think the divorce, right? I don't want the divorce to happen, but I think the divorce is what that stemmed from, you know. And now I was able to like learn American culture and learn Nigerian culture and learn how to appreciate, you know, have, have my own identity, but still learn how to, you know, be traditional and stuff like that and learn how to take the most, best of both worlds. And I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not so sure it would be like that if they weren't divorced. Mm -hmm. Right. But I wouldn't wish it on nobody. I wouldn't wish it on nobody. Yeah. It's, it's a tough situation to go through. You know, I, 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 I think back and reflect on my time of my parents divorcing and, um, I was a little older than both of you guys. I was seven years older than you guys. I was mm, 14. 14, 15 years old, you know, really becoming, so you got to really I'm really in understand. the heat. Yeah. I'm really in the heat of becoming a teenager. You've seen good years with your parents. Yes. I've seen good years. I've seen good years and, um, you know, kind of just piggybacking off of what you said, you know, when the split did happen, I, although I didn't, want my parents to to end, to end up in the divorce and kind of break up the family it was so much better and um peaceful in the house not having to deal with the arguments the banter the fights every day you know what i'm saying like i mean i don't really remember the, i don't know the square I, I couldn't tell you the square footage of our home you know we lived in a three-bedroom home and literally my mom and dad are walking past in the hallway and they cussing each other out as they walking past. Like my dad slept on the couch. I, I think my dad slept on the couch for like two years. Oh yeah, same. That same. you feel what I'm saying? So oh, that's wild. It, yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, so like yeah. that the kind of tension, like like the 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 master bedroom was in the back of the house, the living room was in the front of the house. Me and my sister in between. Mm -hmm. So we catching everything in between. You know what I'm saying? Pops got to go to the room to get his clothes. Mom got to come to the kitchen to eat. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You, you feel what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a one-story house. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's only one way there and one way out. You know what I'm saying? So having to deal and like literally sometimes I would walk out my room and literally catch them in passing. You know, so like that right there was tough. You know, just having to deal with whatever drama they had going on, whatever indifferences they had to deal with, you know. But I, I would say, you know, it was a um a, a plus and a, and a, a positive and a negative for me with the separation. A positive being like I was at a time where you know, I need to learn how to become a man, right? So I had, I stayed, I, my parents divorced, I ended up staying with my dad, my sister moved with my mom, right? So now my dad has got full control over me and he's got his hand, you know, on yeah. the post right now. You know what I'm saying? At the same time though, my dad is doing dad shit. He's working overtime. Yeah. He's working double shifts. He's not at the house. Mm -hmm. What's a boy going to do? 
Whatever he want. A boy gonna do whatever he want. You know what I'm saying? So it, it was like a boy gonna be a boy. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna roam the streets. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do shit that I shouldn't be necessarily be doing. You know what I'm saying? And not because I didn't know right from wrong, just because I had the free range. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm you saying? Had access. I had the access. Mm-hmm. I had the access. So as long as I'm home before seven o'clock when dad gets home from his overtime shift, I'm Gucci. You know what I'm saying? That actually kind of um enabled me to kind of feel like I could do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and it put me in a negative place going into entering my final year of high school and trying to, you know, pursue the dreams I, I had of, of becoming a pro athlete. So, you know, um, I guess it, it all affects you yeah. know, us differently, you know, at different times, yeah. you know. Um, it's safe to say that, you know, obviously I, I, I would think that kids would do better in, in a yeah. more stable, you know, environment. Um, but you know, I think I think we learn something from both both sides of our parents, whether they stay together, whether they split, you know. And um, you know, I took good and bad from both of those things. Good things that I want to carry on and, and and do within my own family once I have kids, and things that I definitely definitely do not want to do with my children once I have them. So you feel like you um you uh the things that you look at as negative. Or maybe that you might not even be aware of, but characteristics of yourself that may be negative that stem from your parents. Do you feel like you've healed from those? Nah, I mean, full transparency here. You know, I I just uh, I started doing therapy not too long ago. You know, and there there's there are some some wounds that I was able to uncover within therapy that I realized I I still haven't healed from. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, to answer that question, I I, I definitely say no. You know, it, it's, it's things that. I didn't even realize that I'm still scarred from, you know, that happened 15 years ago, you know? Are those things like you kind of look at and you just like, like, man, I I didn't know, or man, I, I, I just hated it so much. I thought I was staying away from a, a it. A little bit of both, a little bit of both. Some some things I really hated so bad and some things that, you know, I, I, I almost try to block out of my mind like they didn't even happen, mm-hmm. you know? But when you really sit down and, and you speak to someone, and you know, I know we mentioned it on the last episode, but just coming off of the last month of May, you know, just being mental health awareness month, you know, like being in those therapy sessions and, and kind of, pulling back those layers have really been beneficial for me, you know, because it has, it's things that I've been compartmentalizing for really for the majority of my life, you know what I'm saying, that need to be addressed, you know what I'm saying, so I can let go, release, and move on from that period so I don't hurt other people, you know? And, you know, I, I've what I've definitely learned is you have to you have to deal with the things that you hate from a healed place from a healed place because you first have to almost understand why that person does what they do first before you can say i'll never do that Mm -hmm. so you know you know you you may have your dad may have had an abusive dad you know just saying somebody may have you know had that within their timeline and he's just being the best version of a father without just simply putting his hands on you that he can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it takes like that type of grace and that type of understanding to know why our parents fell short and know where they fell short in certain things. Like I know I got to, my, I speak to my auntie a lot about just, you know, about my dad so I could really understand him. And to be able to really understand your dad, you got to understand his dad. Yep. And then you have to understand his dad. So you can know what they're overcoming as parents, you know, and like, I know one thing that like regardless of the things that I don't like that my parents were able to give me, my parents always gave me my roots mm-hmm. and they gave mm-hmm. me my wings. Right. They gave me my roots to keep me grounded. Mm-hmm. 
and they gave me my wings so I could believe that I, I could, could fly. fly. Come mm -hmm. on now. And they always held me down in that area. You know, maybe things that like we didn't agree with, you know, and 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 that's why for me, you know, when I I lost my mom and 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 dealing with Duke losing his father first, unfortunately, and selfishly, it was one of the most beneficial things for me. Because and it was just so interesting how everything transpired with that with him. Because when he got the phone call, I was with him. Mm. <laughs> That's so funny. I was with him, and Yo. and like his his birth. So it happened on a Sunday. His birthday is <clears throat> on a Tuesday. I'm taking him out to eat for his birthday. I mean, I was just with him hours before that. Right, right. I was just with him hours right. before that, bro. So he got the phone call and. Man, you couldn't tell me that my dad didn't die. Yeah. Like, I felt everything that he felt. It was the most emotional I've ever been in my entire life. Yeah. It hurt me so much. And then to see him go through what he went through, it hurt me so much. And and I say selfishly because it prepared me for everything I went through mm -hmm. four months later. Mm. And I remember I was in this, I was, <coughs> I was in a tunnel. I was in a tunnel. It was within the first week of my mom's passing. And I was just in a tunnel. It was super dark. I, I just, I didn't expect me to be able to get out. It was, I've never felt this, this uh, confused in my entire life. And, and for everybody listening, when someone, when your parents pass away, you legitimately lose a piece of yourself. It's not like, oh, I felt like I lost a piece of myself. You lost a piece of everything you've learned, everything that's been instilled in you, mm -hmm. you know, that actual access to that piece. You didn't lose the the, the things you've learned, but you lost the access to the things mm -hmm. that you've learned. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was, it was, I was just, I was in the tunnel and I called Duke because I know he went through this. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, yo, bro, I'm doing bad. Like, I'm really doing bad right now. And I'm very thankful that that I had this opportunity to call him. And he he, I'll tell you. he slowed me down. He was like, all right, all right, breathe. And we paused for a second. He said, you feel that? And I was like, he's like, it hurt, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, it hurts, right? It's terrible. And he was like, it doesn't get worse than this. This is the worst that it gets. He was like, so you're going to be all right. But I've been there and it, this is the worst that it gets. And that is true to this day. Like that was the worst that it ever felt. That was the worst that it ever was. And for other people who like, like man, I could never imagine as you're listening to this story. You know, unfortunately, like we all gonna have to deal with this That's one day. Life. Yeah, you know, if we're hopefully, lucky, hopefully, if we're, yeah, hopefully, if, if you're doing it right, if, yeah. If, if, I mean, if, if if you're unlucky, it'll be the opposite it'll way. It'll be the around. opposite yeah. way, and I would rather me go through this than my parents go through. Facts. It. You know, so you know, it was I, I was able to find, I was able to just be able to gather everything, especially as you go through the the process, and you you go through so many memories, and 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 you look at all the pictures, and it just reminds you, like, man, like. I had a really good mom. Mm -hmm. Like she taught me this, she taught me this. And some of the things that I just took for granted, like came to surface again. And I was just so appreciative of that, you know? And it just, it was, it was, it was a, obviously it was a harsh reality, but I got so much from it. And it's so much that I carry now every single day because she's no longer here. Mm -hmm. Man, that's deep, bro. I remember that. Like I was actually thinking about this the other day. I man. remember both of y'all's actually. Man. And it's like, 
he just told a story, but um, it was just it w- it was the first time in my life I just had uncontrollable emotion, like I couldn't even get my words out. Right, mm-hmm. Jalan looking at me like, "Yo, like, what's up?" Like, and I'm just like, like, I'm trying to talk, but I can't. Like, mm. and like, he's like, "Yo, what's up?" Like, dude. Dude, and he's scared because he's like, yo, like, dude, like, yo, you good? And I can't get it out, right? I'm talking about my brother called me. We went bike riding for my birthday, bro. 31 miles. We went bike riding. We went 31 miles for my birthday, right? Knocked that out the way. Then went to go get something to eat. I'm at the, we, we, we just sat, we sat down for like 10 minutes, bro. Food didn't even come. My brother calls me, hey, yo, so yeah, dad, dad passed away. And like when he told me my dad passed away, my phone just like slipped out of my hand. I caught that shit. And I'm like, yo, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna call you back. And like, he didn't explain nothing. And I was just like, oh shit, I'm shaking. I'm shaking. And we talking mid-conversation, right? Mid-conversation was laugh. Ha 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 ha. Get a phone call. And then it's like, put it down. And I was just like, yo, my my world just like somebody's not here. You know what I mean? Like somebody's not here anymore. It's the first time in my life. Somebody's not here anymore. And like, I have no, I don't know how to feel. You know, I don't know who to call. I just, and this is like the person that raised me, you know? Not only is it the person that raised me, but at the time it was like, yo, I hadn't even talked to my dad recently. So there was like this, um, this anvil of guilt mm. over me, right? Cause he'd been trying to call me. And I've been just bit too busy with life, too tr- too busy trying to like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Be successful and with my fucking girlfriend and all this shit, right? And like, I didn't, I couldn't call him, you know? So like, that shit just weighed on me. And I was just like, oh man. And, um, you know, the next couple of days was tough, you know? Next, so I understood when it happened to him, I understood exactly what he felt because like, same age. Our parents weren't old, mm-hmm. right? She was like unexpected, you know? And um, I knew what he felt, you know? And I knew how like that um, that absence of a, regardless if like, regardless if we're adults now and we really don't need anything from our parents as far as like financial, none of that, right? We don't need to be taken care of. We just need them to be our parents, right? Regardless, right? they're still our parents absolutely mm. you know what i'm saying and like there's like a piece there's a piece of us that's gone and there's um a um a, a figure of authority mm-hmm. the ultimate figure of authority in our lives the ultimate there's no bigger figure of authority in our lives right our parents was gone so now it's like damn like i got one i got one parent left i got one so now it's like i'm on eggshells about everything like i can't I can't even fathom, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, that shit was hard. Yeah, that, that that the being on eggshells, bro. Yeah, 
like for like a month, bro, I was just going to, I was grabbing my dad, like <laughs> for real, dog. Like, <clears throat> and I, and, and it was, I started thinking like, man, when my dad dies, how am I going to feel? Yeah. Mm. And every phone call is like, fuck. Then nah, every, no, seriously. Every phone call is like, seriously, dog. Hey, what you doing? <sighs> Thank God. Right. Phone call. Hey, we haven't done today. Okay. Right. But it's like that. You know no, you know what? We went to Mexico. We went to Mexico. I was just gonna bring this up. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. We went to Mexico, and you know, like your service is really spotty out mm-hmm. there. We were in Mexico, dog. We got we got back from like the water or something, and I look at my phone. I got a bunch of missed calls from like mm-hmm. my dad and my brothers and my sister. And I'm like, nah, hold on, let me figure this out. I like I'm getting texts and like my dad's like, I need you, like stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, yo, what's going on? I call him and he's like, he's like, yo, are you all right? I'm like, I'm good. Are you all right? He's like, yeah, I was just calling your phone. And it was just beeping. So I didn't know what was happening. He didn't know you was out the country. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Pop, don't do that. Yo. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's crazy. Don't now, do that. I, I actually thought you were about to say we went out the country. A, what was that, a month ago? Two couple months ago? Like Either, two months. Wh- whatever it was. You know, we went to Mexico and um, us as brothers, we try to get away. You know, every so often, and um, you know, Duke, Duke, Duke actually didn't make the trip. You know, part of the reason why he didn't make the trip is because, you know, he had a celebration plan and, and a staycation plan for his mother. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I could definitely tell that you, you're really valuing the time that you have. You know, oh yeah, with with the parent, yeah, that's still here, which is which is your mother. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying, really not taking any moment for granted, yeah, and really celebrating every moment that you possibly can. You know, what I'm saying, it's not mm-hmm. often that you have the opportunity to really link up with your brothers, right, right. and travel. You know, what I'm saying, provided everyone's different schedule and things like of that nature. But you know, you made a sacrifice just because. Yeah. I mean, you, you yeah. understand what's yeah. what's real, what's, what's real, what's real. You know, what I'm yeah. saying, and um. You know, although we were disappointed not to see you on the trip, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It just it just showed, you know, what's really important to you yeah. in your life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, you know, things happen like that to us when we, when things are taken from us. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, you just taking advantage of every moment that you possibly can with your mother yeah. is still here. You know, it's beautiful. You think it's safe to say uh, it's, it's interesting because like none of our none of our parents are like famous or celebrities or rock stars or any of that. But, you know. Rather we acknowledge them as what they were, but they were they were role models for us, right? right. For sure, absolutely. Right, so for they sure. were they were role models for, sure. for us. So you guys also you guys are also ex NFL athletes, um, and there was plenty of kids that looked up to you guys. Do you guys think that it was fair or not to be looked at as a role model without necessarily signing up to be a role model, or do you think that you know? As a celebrity, you know, you are a role model, regardless. I I personally um, never thought it was fair to be a role model, partly because I've always looked to my parents, specifically my dad, to be my role model. Even though he didn't do the things that I wanted to do in life, you know, I image or I, I modeled my life after how he carried himself. You know what I'm saying? So when I got to the position to where I was, quote unquote, a role model, um, you know, I always felt, you know, I always did the right thing in the public eye. You know, I, I've I've never been accused of anything scandalous. I haven't been in, in, in the news headlines for anything negative. But I always felt it was important for the parent of the children to be that role model. Like, don't look to me 
to, to lead your children's life. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm still my own person. I'm going to make my own mistakes. I don't have this shit figured out. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I, 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 I'm going through a learning experience just like all of you, you know? So, so I always thought it was unfair to say me, a 23 year old who just got drafted into the NFL, just who, got all, a, a ticket, like. who all of a sudden has his money, who's young, who's black, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm handsome, you know what I'm saying? So things are coming my way and you're expecting me to make decisions that a 40 year old would make. No, I'm going to make decisions that a 23 year old makes. That that's that's just that's the reality of the situation. Yeah. And for you to look at me in this negative light because I made a mistake that you probably made yourself yeah. at twenty three, I think it's completely Yours wrong. It just wasn't televised. Yeah. It just wasn't televised. But because mm -hmm. my shit is televised, or I live my life on the net, you know, through social media, all of a sudden I gotta be this such polished individual. When like you only become polished through experience, you know what I'm saying? But instead, you know, I think you know the media society does an awesome. I mean, an incredible. I mean excuse me, an awful job of crucifying those who are in that position. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, yo, they haven't experienced life. They yeah, just yeah. got some bread. They just got an opportunity. They're still young. They haven't yeah. matured. You know what I'm saying? The maturation process is still evolving. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we just assume just because this person has money or because this person is successful, they're not going to make any mistakes. Yeah. Or if they do, they should be so small that somebody knew that you could sweep them underneath the rug and no one will ever notice. You know what I'm saying? Or all of a sudden, I'm such a bad individual that your kid can no longer look to me anymore. You know? So I, I, I've never been a fan of like, you know, especially young people being role models for young people. You know what I'm saying? It's like the people that I looked up to were 20 years older than me. You know what I'm saying? Not 10, you know? Not 12. 12 years, it's like, yo, shit, I'm damn near liable to make the same mistake you make. You know what I'm saying? Depending <laughs> on who you talking to. You know, so I always thought it was tough for guys like us or women like us. However, I don't feel like women receive the same amount of pressure from being a role model as men. But, you know, I just feel like those are things and mistakes that, you know, people will make in our shoes that, you know, people, the outside or general public will assume that you shouldn't make. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, it's it's not fair. Um, but I understand it. Mm -hmm. oh, I understand it too. Right? It's not fair, but I understand how it can happen, right? Because people look up to who they, whoever they think is cool. Yeah. Kids. Kids look up to whoever they think is cool. It could be a football player, a musician, an actor, whoever they think is cool, they look up to. Not necessarily kids, but like anybody. Because like I, I look well, I, I admire well, LeBron. When I, when I think, when right. I think, when Same. I think of to the point where you can be influenced by Without without having identity yourself, mm -hmm. we look up to Le LeBron. We look at the people, but he can't tell us like dye our hair yellow. We don't want to do that. Nah, <laughs> right? Yeah, we can. He can't tell us do that. Like you know what I mean? Like we like Odell Beckham. We can't tell us dye our hair, right? But like I'm talking about kids mm -hmm. and like yo, like I want to be that guy, right? Like he says this or she yeah. says this. That's what I I'm want. doing. Everything like right? that. Yeah, that it's not fair, but I understand. It. You know what I'm saying? And everything always says right. All right? Like, you should always come from your parents first. Always. All right? But we've put successful people, popular people on such a pedestal where, like, the, everything they do is right and glorified. And people want to be, like, want to be attached to, like, the fame and the popularity and say, yo, how can I get to that level? You know? And that's what that's what sucks about it because it's like it's like you say 
yo, like, I don't, you say, I don't want to be a role model, right? Charles Barkley. Right? I'm just saying, you're, you're, you're this popular person, right? You say, I don't want to be, it sucks because you say, I don't want to be a role model, but I do want to be famous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do want to be popular and I do want to be admired for my work and I do want to be celebrated for my craft, right? Well, what comes with that? That's what comes with that. Yeah. That's why people love me so much is because people want to be like me. Not me personally, but as a as a celebrity or mm-hmm. as a ex NFL player or as anyone that's not your parent, right? These people want to be like you because you know they think you're cool or they think you're good. So I don't think it's fair, but I do understand it, you know. And I think that the way we combat that is just parents, not parents, not just um putting it on other people to be role models and saying, yo, I'm going to take ownership of my kid and his interest or her interest. Right. And I'm going to do a better job of being a parent and being the cool person. Right. I'm going to do a better job of that. Cause I think that's important. And I think that's how, because kids want to be, find some commonality with their parents. I think. So how do you, how do you conduct yourself? Do you conduct yourself as um, <laughs> knowing that people are watching or do you conduct yourself like, man, this is just what I feel like doing? I think I'm balanced. I think I'm balanced because some days I'm like, yo, this is who I am. And like, I'm not really trying to, I don't want to carry that weight. But then some sometimes I, I am aware of the things I say, right? So if I know that if I say, um, you know, fuck the police, <laughs> right? Fuck the police, like. If I know that people are listening to me say that and people are going to be like, yo, fuck the police. And I know that's dangerous. I ain't going to say that. Because I know it. I know it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know some people are going to follow that. Right? So I am I am aware of being a role model. It doesn't mean I want to be a role model. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I mean, I want to be a role model. That just means like I'm aware of it. Right? But I also don't think that if you are some, that's just me. If you're someone that says, like, I don't want no part of being a role model, then you should have that right. Yeah, you should have that right, and it shouldn't be a problem at all. Cause, cause people say, "Well, you signed up for it." I ain't signed up for that. I signed up to be good. I signed up to be. No good. one signed yeah. up for that. No one ever says, "Yeah, I want to grow up and, and 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 be a role model." No one says that. Yeah. No one says, "Yeah, I want." And if you do, then you should conduct yeah, yourself. And if you do, then then as, okay, so be it. As such, yeah. but like, don't think people people um, misconstrue that people that want to be successful and want to be good and want to be paid for what they're good at be role models and that's completely false yeah i think i think we could all agree with the quote from the late great tupac shakur mm. he said i, I don't want to be a role model i just want to be someone who says this is who i am this is what i do and i say what's on my mind you know mm-hmm. and obviously he said that respectfully yeah. you know he knows what's right from wrong you know but mm-hmm. at the end of the day this is who i am you know and you got to be who you gonna be and so on and so on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, whether we are role models or see ourselves as role models or saw our parents as role models, at the end of the day, you just got to be the best you, you know, and present that to the world, you know, and let people take what they want from that. So, All right, y'all. So we're going to wrap the show up. Um, but before we do, we want to, we, we'd love to hear your, your feedback. Um, make sure you guys comment, hit us on Instagram, uh, comment on our posts, uh, DM us any questions you have. Let us know what you thought about the episode and how um, the power of parents relates to you. Um, but before we get out of here, we want to give you guys um, some value. 
and um, highlight a, a particular individual that I think is an amazing motivational speaker. Some of you guys heard of him. His name is Inky Johnson. His Instagram is Inky Johnson Motivate. And um, he is a former collegiate football player. He paralyzed his arm um, in a football game. I forget what year it was, but his story is amazing. You know, amazing. <clears throat> he has an amazing story. It didn't let him, it didn't stop him from pursuing his dreams. It didn't stop him from, um, you know, becoming one of the, you know, best public speakers, motivational speakers in the world. Um, so but definitely check him out. His Instagram is Inky Johnson Motivate. And with that said, I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. And this is nice and neat. And that's that on that. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old now, I don't time. Gotta keep a couple for the road or else get left behind. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.